This is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating to me via PayPal. I will put all of the info and links in the show notes. Please give my podcast a five-star rating so that it reaches the people that need to hear it. Hi guys, I hope you're all doing well. Today's podcast is about a post that I put on Instagram that went viral. I have over 5,000 likes, which is... um insane for me. (laughs) Um, It is insane because I've never had that many likes on a post and I don't even have that many followers. Although my followers have been, I've been having way more, um, I guess with the algorithm on Instagram, I've reached that point. So um, this is it people. This is where I really get to I really get to put my voice out there. And I want my voice to include your voices. So feel free always to go on my Instagram page. Go on my bio. There's a link tree link on my bio. And there is all my information. Okay. There's a website. I have my own website, which is escapingnarcissisticmothers.com. And my email and a phone number is there. I mean, I am reachable. Believe me. Um, you can always just send me a DM. I will answer that too. So now's the time. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to post the first video that would go into the coaching program that I want to um, put out there. And my program is going to be a subscription type program where you pay every month and then every month you get two Zoom calls with me and other members, a private for people who are paying only Facebook group so that you can ask and discuss and I will be answering the questions as long as well as other people in the group. Okay. So let me just now go on to what the podcast is about. And I hope that you guys um, really find, you know, for those of you looking for help that a program, my program can be helpful to you. And, and again, I'm going to be available to you. I will be available to you. So here we go. So the post says, learn to say, that's on you. Your behavior is on you. The way you move is on you. The choices you make are all on you. Stop absorbing the pain of other people. Recognize what belongs to you and what doesn't. Okay, so that's such an important part of life. Okay, just understanding and knowing what behaviors you need to work on and which ones you don't. And it's as simple as the only behavior you need to work on is your own behavior. 
You don't need to spend one second of your life trying to fix someone else's behavior. That's on them. Okay? This post was important for me in this way. And then we'll talk about how it, it, it can apply to you in your specific situation, which, of course, I have no idea what your specific situation is. But for me, the issue with my mom passing and my father then treating me badly, you know, I called him three days in a row after she died and the third conversation, because I could tell that he was being cold towards me. And when I said to him, what do you want? Do you want me not to come and see you, not to be with you? And he said, he just started screaming at me and saying, well, you don't understand. I just, I just want to be left alone. Okay, that was really the final thing. And something about the last few days, I don't, I don't know what he meant by that. I can only assume that the days before my mother passed were, were not easy. Um, but I'm not going to go into that. Just the fact that he screamed at me, that is his behavior. That is on him, right? That is not me. I reached out even though technically I shouldn't have. Maybe I shouldn't have reached out at all. Because he doesn't really deserve me to reach out to him. Okay, there's so many things. He backed her up. He abused me as well. He was not there. You know, he did everything possible to not help me. So why should I be there for him now? Out of guilt and obligation? Okay, that's part of fog. Remember, fear, obligation, and guilt. And if you do anything out of any of those reasons, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Okay? Fear, obligation, and guilt. And I think the obligation, the guilt is what, what made me even contact him in the first place. Right? At the first moment, I understand I couldn't even think straight. But after that, I should have left it alone. And I didn't. And what, what I got was hurt. And I'm living with that hurt every day. Still. You know, I'm living with that hurt. It's been over a month and I still feel extremely hurt that he rejected me in such a horrible manner when I was reaching out to him. Right? Some people may say, well, you didn't talk to them for four years. Well, you know, I had good reason and he doesn't see that and he may see it one day, but it's too late. You know, it is too late. I'm done. Um, but that's the thing. You have to be able to see a behavior, someone's behavior, anybody's behavior, and say, that's your problem. Okay? We live in a world, and I'm not saying, I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying here. But we live in a world where we walk on eggshells. We have to be careful what we say. People are being canceled left and right because of whatever we say. (laughs) 
may hurt someone else's feelings, right? And and like I said, there are so many things that are good about that, right? We definitely don't want to go around being racist, being sexist, so many things, right? We need to be respectful. But I think we've crossed over just the line where it's, it's almost like we can't say anything because it can hurt someone's feelings. Is that your problem or is that their problem? To That they mistook what you said. Or they don't understand that not everything is going to be to your liking, right? One thing is being outright racist, let's say. And another thing is saying something that's not racist, but you took wrong, right? So it's 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 a fine line. And like I said, I I'm careful about what I say. I don't go around saying things that hurt people cuz that's the opposite of my point. The point is a lot of times we want to take responsibility for what other people do, think, say, and we can't, right? So for most of you listening to this, you have someone in your life who is abusing you, right? Who is emotionally abusing you and, and you know, psychologically abusing you and maybe even physically. And we spend our time and this, this someone who sent me a direct message brought me back to the beginning of before I even knew that my mother was a narcissist or was whatever, you know, toxic. Um, the feeling that I was at fault for everything. Everything was my fault, right? Our relationship was my fault. Um, me not working was my fault. Um, any situation, the divorce was my fault. What, everything was my fault. And I realized how far I'd really gone, right? Because I no longer feel like nothing is not my fault, if you understand what I'm saying, right? I negated my what I was saying, right? There are things that are definitely my fault and my doing. And things that I look back on in my life that I think I could have probably done that better. But we don't have to take on other people's behaviors and say they're my fault, okay? Just because they're pointing a finger at you doesn't mean it's your fault or it's your doing. Um, so here it says, learn to say that's on you, okay? Now, honestly, with a narcissist, you don't really want to say that's on you. You don't want to say anything. Okay, there's a lot, a little bit of a mistake there. I think this is more of what you would say internally, right, in your own head and how you would behave to say, that's on you. That's not my problem. I need to step away from this. This is their problem, not my problem. But you wouldn't actually say that's on you because that, that will just upset the narcissist and they will go into rage. And you don't want that, especially if you are in a situation where you have to be in the presence of the narcissist, right? Um, for whatever reason. I know a lot of you are stuck right now. 
and you, you can't get unstuck until you're unstuck and you can run away and get away from the, the, the person that's hurting you. Um, you have to be careful what you say around them, right? You want to be as peaceful around them as possible. Um, you don't want to say anything that's going to upset them. And this, I'm going to go into something else and then I'll go back to the post. Um, the gray rock method, right? I, I've talked about it in, a, in other podcasts where you just try to be as boring as possible so that they don't um, attack you. It's almost like when you play dead in front of an animal that's coming after you. Um, but the gray rock method is a stopgap to going no contact. The gray rock method doesn't work long term, okay? Narcissists don't understand you answering a question with a yes and no or being like emotionless. That makes them more angry, okay? So is that necessarily something I that I recommend doing gray rock? Although... It can be helpful when you don't have another choice but to be around the narcissist. It's just not to give them what they want, right? Don't tell them too many personal things that are going on because they will use whatever you say against you, okay? Um, Don't give them too much of an emotional response when they're provoking you because it's not going to do you any good to get into a big fight with the narcissist. It's just not. Okay, so again, we have to learn that we don't have to take on and fix other people. That's our biggest thing. We take on a relationship that's not working, whether it's with mom, dad, or boyfriend, girlfriend, or wife, or husband. Whether you're straight or gay, it doesn't matter, right? You want to take on that, we tend to take on the, it's my fault, let me try to fix it. Or even if we don't say it's my fault, we want to try and fix the situation. But there's one big problem there. A narcissist doesn't want to fix a situation. They want to win, okay? When they're fighting with you, they're fighting to win. So we have to learn that, Their behavior does not mean we have to do anything about it, right? That is so important, okay? So your behavior is on you. The way you move is on you. The choices you make are all on you, okay? Think about that. Every choice that a toxic person makes to hurt you is on them, not on you. And I know that this is difficult, especially when it comes to the smear campaign, right? When it does actually affect you so much, right? When you have, you rang the bell, you sounded the alarm, you opened your mouth and you said, this person is toxic, this person is hurting me, and the smear campaign has already been going on, but it's been stepped up a hundred times. 
And now people are not speaking to you and you you really don't know why. People have turned their backs on you. That is hurtful. But that is also on them. Okay? It is not your problem that they don't believe you. If they don't believe you, they're not on your side. Period. Move on. Okay? I know some of the things I say are easier said than done, but I'm talking from being done, not from being said. I removed every single person in my life that wasn't on my side in the last five years. Okay? And that included someone who was supposed to be my best friend for 30 plus years. Okay, and why did I remove her? Because she said something to me. I had wanted to remove her, and I've said this in other podcasts for a long time, because she was the one-upper, okay? She's that toxic person in your life that cannot be happy for you no matter what. They just want to outdo you, and she was that person, and I was getting tired of it. I just didn't want to deal with it, and I wanted to so badly, but I would tell my mom mistakenly and then she would encourage me or tell me no 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 you you cannot not be friends with her not knowing that what she was doing is setting up the situation for the flying monkey later on but I caught on pretty early on right and I had I I just cut her out I'm sorry you have no you don't have to tell people Unless it's a situation where the other person isn't toxic, but it just doesn't work out. You know, if you're in a romantic relationship and it doesn't work out and that person deserves a reason, you don't just disappear from that person. So if someone is toxic, you need, you need not tell them why you are leaving. You are saving yourself, okay? If you are drowning in the ocean... You don't explain to the ocean why you're getting out of the ocean. You just get out, okay? So this is what you need to do with these people is just get out, okay? Um, the way you live, it's all on you. Stop absorbing the pain of other people. Recognize what belongs to you and what doesn't. Okay, so that, those are powerful statements, right? Stop absorbing the pain of other people. Being who we are, either being raised by a narcissist or been in a, in a narcissistic relationship for a very long time, we're empathic. We naturally pick up the pain and the emotions of other people. Why do we do that? Because we've been trained to do that, to save our own skin, right? We didn't know if mom was going to be in a bad mood when we got home from school. So you had to be on edge and you had to try to almost psychically figure out if they were okay or if they were not okay that day. So that would, you know, you could either hide in your room or... You could actually talk to your parent, right? That's something that became a part of your personality, right? So now you walk into a room and you 
not wanting to, you naturally just pick up everybody's pain and everybody's bad vibes. You know, when they talk about um, vibes, right, and vibrations, like high, low, don't, don't lower your vibrations. You have to have high vibrations. That's what they're talking about is that those feelings that you just pick up from the air. Well, it feels like the air. You're actually, what, what we do is we can see with, with body language, okay? We pick up the smallest things with body language, with specific words that are used. We can tell what another person is feeling or thinking. I'm going to give you an example, and a lot of you are going to go, oh my God, how many of you have been on an interview and known that you got the job at the interview? Why did you know that? Because you picked up on everything that other that the interviewer told you, was saying to you. You picked up on their body language, okay? I mean, there might have been bigger clues, like they give you a tour of the place, they introduce you to people. They don't do that with someone they're not interested in hiring, but let's say that didn't happen. You can tell because you, you could just pick up on the slightest things of that other person on what they're saying. But we need to learn to protect ourselves, okay? Because w- even though that is almost a talent, right, in and of itself, that you can go on an interview and tell if you got it or not right off the bat, <laughs> It's a nice thing to have, right? But we need to stop that, even with the the interview. You know why? We need to protect our hearts. We need to. There is no reason for us to know at an interview if we got the job or not, as much as it's... I know it's something that's just going to kick in during an interview. But we need to learn to put up a wall. Okay, don't let people in so easily. I'm not saying put up a wall to the point that you don't let anybody in. I'm saying put up a wall so that you're protecting your heart from being hurt. You're not taking on other people's bad vibes. Okay, we don't need to take that on. Okay. We don't. Everyone makes choices in their life. And we're not responsible for other people's choices. We're not responsible for the way mom feels. Right? I have been not doing great lately. Okay? My mother died. Regardless of the situation, my mother died. That changes everything. Okay, because there's always that little part in the back of your head that says, maybe there's a chance. Even though I had, I was able to kind of dampen that to a point where I didn't hear it anymore. It was there because it came out when she died. When she died, I was mourning that possibility, right? I didn't know how ill she was, mentally ill, 
Um, because if I had known that, maybe there ha- there, that voice would have completely been gone. Because there's no way that you can mend anything with someone who who's not who's hallucinating, right? Who's who's delusional. But there there was that little bit of hope, that little tiny bit left, and and that bothered me, right? When she died, that wow, that was still there. I didn't know it was there. So we need to we just need to protect ourselves, right? We need to not take on what is not our fault. Oh, what I was saying about me not doing well is that I've been depressed. Um I've been feeling down. Um my stomach has been acting up. And my daughter sees it. And I'm constantly telling her, it is not your fault or your, even your responsibility to make me feel better. She's going through her own things. She needs to focus on herself. But you and I have been programmed to feel responsible for our mother's or whomever, for their mental state. How many times did you hear your mother or whomever tell you, I'm depressed because of you, right? I heard that maybe a year before I went no contact. I remember where I was standing. And my mother said, I'm depressed because you're depressed or... It is not, we can't cause depression in someone else. Someone can feel bad for us, even our own mothers. But we can't cause them depression. We can't cause them mental illness. We can't cause them anything. Right? That post, I imagine, went viral, as I call it. I guess for me it's viral, right? Over 5,000 likes. Because a lot of people see that that just removes the guilt from you. We really aren't responsible for anyone but ourselves. We can't blame someone else for how we feel either. I mean, that goes both ways, right? We can't, we can't expect not, not to feel guilty for other people but then say... This is all your fault. Our feelings, there could be a situation around it. I mean, right now, like I said, I'm not doing great. But the reason is my mother died and I've had to deal with a whole set of things I I didn't expect to have to deal with for many years. Right? My mother was going to be 81. She died a few days before both of our birthdays. Of course she did. (laughs) She couldn't have picked another day, you know. Um, But we are responsible for how we we feel, right? And And if we don't feel good, then we have to take that into consideration and get help. 
and talk about what we're feeling. We can't blame someone else. And if someone is making you feel horrible, then you have to think about that relationship, right? Why are they making me feel bad? Sometimes I wonder if what I say, like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, how many times have I said something to my husband that was probably not right? And again, those are narcissistic fleas. Those are the things that, you know, were passed on to me because that's what I saw. All I saw growing up was my mother blame everyone else for how she was feeling, what was going on. What If something went wrong, it was always someone else's fault. She could never be at fault for anything. Down to, you know, the microwave broke. Literally, this happened a few years ago before I went no contact. The microwave broke her microwave. And she said, my dad put something with metal in the microwave and broke it. That did not happen. Okay, at the time, I, was, I wasn't I was aware of the toxicity, and I probably believed that my dad may have done that, but I, I know for a fact that he didn't. You know how I know that? He uses that microwave more than she does. Why would he break it on purpose? So, I think I've said a lot about this, and I hope that this has helped you with guilt because this that's what that post is about it's about getting rid of the guilt you're not responsible for your parents for your spouse you're not responsible for how they feel you're not responsible for what they've done you're not responsible for fixing them Because you didn't break them. That was another post. That was mine. You're not responsible for fixing what you didn't break. And that's what I keep telling myself with my father. My dad was broken way before I was born. He was broken. He abandoned three kids. Okay? This is not something new. This is not... This is... This is who he is. He is a person who does not take responsibility with his own children. Okay? For him, it was nothing to turn his back on his kids. And you know what happened? He has kids who have turned their backs on their kids. I have nieces and nephews who don't have contact with their dad because they've done the same thing. Two of my three brothers have done the same exact thing. That is generational stuff. Okay? And it's horrible in my mind. And guess what? I don't talk to those two brothers. I only talk to one. I can't be okay with that behavior. Okay? I don't have to fix it, but I don't have to be okay with it either. And that's that's the whole thing about that post. Right? You're, you're not responsible for it. You don't have to be okay. You can just leave the situation. And that's what I've done. Right? I, I, very, very soon after I found out 
that first found out one of my brothers did that to his daughter. I was like, okay. So you replaced, you made your second family and forgot you had this first family. And and they don't exist because you're you're involved with family number two. Uh, it didn't surprise me because to be honest with you, being an empath and picking up on everything when I met him, I didn't like him right off the bat. Um, and then I found out another brother did the same thing to his son. Right? I I just can't. I can't be okay with that. So just because it happened to you doesn't mean. You have to pass it on. You should be the one to change things. And that's us, right? That's you and me. We're trying to change our parenting with our children instead of passing on toxicity and passing on pain and passing on abuse. We want to change it. We want to stop it. We want to be better. Are we perfect? No. We're the first step. And we hope, at least I hope, that if my daughter decides to have children one day, that she's step number two. And then she does better than me. And that it goes on from there. Where the, these these kids grow up to be better parents than their parents. That's the way it's supposed to be. Um, I'm going to stop there. I hope that this was helpful. I hope talking about this post was helpful because so many of you loved that post. I've never had 5,000 likes. This post went around the internet, you know, and it was a post that I found on Facebook. You know, I don't even know who the author was. I wish I could give them credit, but I don't know. Um, just remember, you're not responsible for anybody else's feelings, anybody else's actions, or anybody else's anything. You're responsible for you, so take care of you. All right, guys. I love you. Don't forget about the program. I will post on Instagram when it's up on YouTube so that you guys can see. Um, I hope that it, it's, it strikes something in you. Um, and then you see that this program could be helpful to you. And, and like I said, I will be available to you as well. All right, guys. I love you. And until next time.